Welcome everybody to Canadian Patriot Radio. I am your host Critch and today is also March 13th, 2021. Um, what we're doing in this episode is we are picking up the second part of the Clark Colson interview for all of you. So if you listen to the first one and uh, you want to catch the rest of this interview, which I recommend, um, this is the second part. So without any further ado, let's get this show started and back into the interview. Conspiracy is not theory, and political corruption finds the spotlight. finding the real truth while upholding Canadians God-given rights to life liberty and freedom with all thy sons command and they control through there and they had they'd run the table they're ready to go they've got all the central banks they've got the military they've got all these things and the military in the united states was the last place canada is the most corrupt country on earth yeah i don't doubt that at all yeah even the world bank rated us as the most corrupt country in 2015 yeah yeah the most people it was shocking to me kind of yeah. except that i kind of knew it but it seemed like like the most corrupt, yeah. crazy. <laughs> but then SNC Lavalin is the most corrupt country company on earth. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, so at that time. Anyway, so what these white hat 
generals and people all over the world that are trying to work together to gain their nations back, they actually, they had only had what thought they had two choices. They had to save the United States or it's over. Mm-hmm. That's what they thought. Yeah. So they concentrated on the United States and they approached Donald Trump. I don't know if they approached anyone else. There might've been, he might've been choice B. I don't know. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he was one of the choices for sure. And if they didn't have one of their choices, or Donald Trump, whatever you want to say, then there were, if Hillary Clinton would have got in, there would have been a military coup. Yeah, yeah. Military. It, yeah. Kind, of, kind of like what we're witnessing in Myanmar right now, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's actually a good thing, I believe. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, it's really cool because what we're watching is a movie, actually. Yeah. yeah. They're revealing things through what they're doing. The good guys... I believe are 100% in control now. So it's all a movie. But anyway, so it's not scary. It's like, oh, wow, what's next, right? But, uh, but anyway, so when they got Trump in, then the next thing that they had to do is what you call drain the swamp, right? But you've got, you know, it's not that everybody's corrupt. That's not it at all. Like, it's not that every Republican and Democrat or every conservative and liberal and NDP and Green Party and everybody's corrupt. That's not how it is. But, you know, when we get, when you get, when we're people that get our value from other people, you know, where we want a position or we want to be recognized or we want money or fame or something like that, it's very easy to give it in that context. And that's what they do is they've set up a system where, you know, certain people, because you want that kind of um, elitist, you want, you want to be able to drive a Porsche or whatever, right? You kind of give up some stuff to get there. You're, and and that's that's what they've kind of built. And the problem is, is that there's in some key positions, and a lot of them, there's people that are fully in their group. I don't know if you want to say compromised or that they're mean or anything. So, anyways, but when Trump came in, they see they always cheated in elections. Yeah, I believe every Canadian election. When I say cheat, though, again, so, you know, it's not that every time that somebody casts ballots, it wasn't fairly counted. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is they are very selective as to who they allow in. Like you saw in the conservative leadership race, okay? Yeah. Before, but it's just more apparent now. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, Jim Kohidas or whatever, I don't even know the guy, but they wouldn't let him run. No, nope. they, they took them out. Why? Like, well, first off, you go, just a second, you're taking a guy out. Aren't we the ones that should be voting? Why are some people we don't even know within the Conservative Party deciding who runs, right? Exactly. And then Derek Sloan comes out. And what, what did Derek Sloan do? Except for say, hey, you know, there's some problems. See, the Bank of Canada thing? The Bank of Canada should be a place where we've got... Because all the gold is and diamonds and oil and coal and everything's ours. Yeah. But when we print the gold, it should be a place to store our wealth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Some of the countries, right? Mm-hmm. So we, need, we don't need the Bank of Canada to make money for us. Like they don't do anything. But you know, he didn't even bring that up. But he started to question. Okay, well, what about the Paris Climate Accord, for an example? Well, the Paris Climate Accord is 100% lie and money laundering. Yeah. 
is no global climate change. This is my expertise. This is what I do is study the weather and make products that predict the weather and people put hundreds of millions of dollars against it on my stuff. I am an absolute expert. I 100% guarantee you it's not happening. Yeah, good, because I, yeah, I, I believe you 100%. Never did buy that one. <laughs> yeah, so, so you've got all these structures where the Paris Accord, World Health Organization, and these things that are really ways that they take the money from the countries so they can print the money in the country. Then they donate it to charities and causes and stuff. Like, first off, why don't we get to donate our own money to these charities and causes? Why do we put it all together and then let some, you know, elite politician or somebody, supposedly it's actually other people, give it out to like the Clinton Foundation or something in the world. And then it gets laundered and comes right back into their foundations and all these different things, right? And they pay themselves. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, I've always I've said that for a long time, Clark. That foreign aid is just a fancy way of saying money laundering scheme. <clears throat> name name like so I you know I started to look at these are I can never not ask questions. So I go to Africa. I like so there's all this you know you watch all the stuff on TV with charities and all that kind of stuff and you know everybody's starving and all that kind of stuff. And I like it doesn't seem to me like anybody should really starve. Like how hard should that be? And I started to go okay. Well, boy, there seems to be, you know, a lot of problems in the Congo or in South Africa or poverty or whatever it is. But, you know, don't they have any resources? No, they're like super resource rich. Like, so why, how could they possibly be poor? And then you start to realize that what's actually happened is it's been stolen from. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you watch these people steal all the resources and stuff from these people and give it to themselves right so you know and that that's what uh when you when you actually look at it anyway so with these people that came in they made the q right the q and that was what they did is they started to try and wake up the other potential good people right mm -hmm. and maybe even some of the people that are partnered with the black like honestly you know because they can shift and and say you know I don't know if you guys noticed when you're going on your family holiday, when you've got your two weeks of holiday, right? Or you pull your head out of the water. I don't know if you noticed, but you don't actually control your life. Name the person that that decides on what your child's educated. Yeah. Who's in the car? Well, but name the person that decides where the oil revenue for Canada goes. Mm -hmm. yeah. who, who, who's accountable for that? Okay. Who's, who's accountable for if uh, our children are getting raped in the foster care system and human traffic who's accountable like who do we talk to right who made the decision how's the system operating there isn't anybody no no that's true yeah so anyways um when they 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 knew that there was cheating in the election in the united states and what they did is the military in the united states came in and made sure they couldn't cheat in those key battleground states. That's mm. all. They did. And Trump won by such a huge majority in the first election. Yeah. They didn't, they hadn't programmed the machines and stuff like that. They didn't, they were so cocky because they'd gotten away with it for so long, everywhere all over the world, that they didn't really think he got in. They were shocked. Yeah. They, and then once they got in, they got a problem. <laughs> they can't just take them out. They can't. 
they can't say, hey, well, he, they said he cheated, but they can't get too far into that because then they'd have to say that they cheated. Mm -hmm. They can't, when he's, everything that he was doing, they couldn't say anything because like if he said, wow, you know what, the jobless numbers are going down like crazy. Well, it's totally manipulated, right? Yeah. It's like the highest ever, but they can't say anything because it's 100% manipulated, but they know how to manipulate it, right? So they're using their system against them. That's what's happening. So brilliant. It's beautiful, the art of war, right? But anyway, so I believe that uh, the NSA, so after September 11th, the United States has been in a state of war mm -hmm. okay, since that time. Yeah. And the, the bad guys used that to be able to spy on US citizens. Before that, they weren't actually allowed to, they did anyway, but to the extent like out in the open, yeah. Actually, we've got to protect you from terrorists within you, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, you're, now you're allowed to surveil and all these things. If you don't notice, so what's the difference between the communist China, you know, surveilling every single person? Well, who's that to protect? Is that to protect my rights or the or the government's rights, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, that's what we have to ask. So anyway, um, so when they... They've done, been doing the NSA, the National Security Agency in the United States, has everything, every email in the world, every phone call, this conversation we're having, every every bank transaction, everything. They've already got it. Yeah. Everything. Plus, they can listen from satellites and all that. There's a lot of technology. And I was lived in Japan for a year in 1995. There are already people in Hong Kong and stuff that had an earpiece, no phone, nothing, talking. <laughs> Unreal. It's like holy smokes in 95 years later we have it right yeah. but if those are people that have it what's the technology that's really behind the scenes right so we have to be um understanding but anyways so fisa the um the uh fisa warrants it allowed them if they got a warrant they could access this information that's collected on everybody even their own citizens right right or whatever you want to call it Anyway, so um, what they were, but the bad guys were using that for is obviously to surveil all of us. And if any of us were too much of a problem, you'd be hanging off a doorknob. Yep. You'd have a heart attack. Some mm. of that. I, you know, I don't want to go too deep in it, but that's just war. Like that's, yeah. that's honestly, it's one group of people trying to hold power against another. And that's how it happens. If you get too much risky against the king, you get taken out, right? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like it's not like you know, it's a, read it in every war book. This is how it works, right? So, absolutely. You, know, so you can believe that that's not true, but I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. I really like I really like how, how you how you describe that, Clark. Um, <laughs> People start going, wow, it's conspiracy theory. <laughs> Something conspiracy theory. That's how it's always worked. Like, honestly, have you ever read a book? You don't even have to widen your field of view to see that. You can just look in front of you. And, and a lot of people just refuse to. Yeah. Even the movies are like that. Like, it's not, honestly, it's not just that's how it works, right? Like, if I, want to take, if I want to take your stuff, I have to have some type of plan. And I have deception's key, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, you know sure. You're not going to buy in to me taking your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, you know, you, you, you had, you had said something um, 
during that through, through all of that, which I really liked. Um, it kind of resonated with me, and I've heard it before. And you said we were we were watching a movie, and it kind of leads me into my my next question that I wanted to kind of ask you, Clark. Was you know um, how do we transition away? from this service to self society and, you know, and get back to what we were meant to be, which is, you know, a service to others and caring and, and a loving society where, you know, community is everything. And how, how do we get from, you know, right now, you know, if you were, let's just say you were still a hypnotized person and you're looking at the world, your hope right now, your hope is probably dwindling. And, you know, how, how, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you see this playing out in, in the next little bit where, where we can get back to, uh, you know, a service to others type of type of community. Well, and that's really good in what you just said there, because of what, I'll do the white house, but I'm going to go to spiritually first. Yep. So I believe that. So first off in the Canadian charter, Bill and right, Bill of rights, it's God is sovereign is the first line. Mm. That means we're under a kingdom, but not the British mafia. I mean, the monarchy. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Freudian slip. Anyway, so uh, the uh, so we need to get rid of that, and they will get rid of. Yeah. But um, the other thing is the Order of Canada. When you talk about it, it says Jesus Christ is King. Okay. So what does that mean? That doesn't mean everybody has to go to a Christian church. It doesn't mean you have to read the Bible. It doesn't have to believe. But what that means is you operate off of Christian values. Now, if we took out all of the fiction. All of the systems and things that have been made up, fiction, that's what it is, made up, mm -hmm. right? we're left with what's real. Yep. So what's real? What's real is that you actually have rights and that you've been given the resources of Canada. Right. Each one of us, as soon as you're born, are considered a person in Canada that owns Canada. It's our inheritance. Right. All the stuff that's under the ground, all the stuff that's above the ground, et cetera. That doesn't mean there's no private property rights or anything. That's not what I mean. But they estimate $1.1 million per year per person in today's terms. Wow. Wow. What should happen, and I believe will happen, this is, well, I'll get back to where, is that once you take out the system, in other words, so this system, I believe you could call it the Babylonian system. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's actually based off of a system that goes all the way back to Babylon and before. Yeah, and and you know what, Clark, I, I've I've looked into, but like Babylonian money, magic, and all that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. fractioning, mm -hmm. fractioning, and all the different things that we're talking about. They're not new concepts. They're really simple, and that that's the really nice part is once you study real history kind of not the one that you were told. If you if you have an opinion and it's the same opinion as the person that told you, you don't have an opinion, you're indoctrinated. Mm -hmm. Like, figure that out, right? Like, you go, oh, I've got an opinion. Well, where'd you get your opinion? Well, I, I got it from, oh, I, I listened to lots of people, right? Well, that's not necessarily an opinion. It could be, it could be, if you've got the right people, but anyway. But what's gonna happen is, this is what I believe is happening. This is God. Okay, it's not going to happen through man. We're not in the end times for some Bible people, in my view. I mean, we're in the end times, but it's not the end. Yeah. Okay? Yes, I see the chipping and the 666 in the, in the patent and all the different stuff. And it looks like the end of the world, but Satan reads the Bible too. Okay, so he knows. And the most important thing to control people, you need fear. So they've now created pathetic victims in our society yep. okay and if somebody believes and i'm talking now in a christian sense in a spiritual sense 
if you really think that Jesus Christ, who is king, the groom, is coming back riding on a horse to pick up some pathetic, wimpy bride that's laying in the corner, battered and beaten, he's going to throw you on the back of the horse and save you, I think you're sorely wrong. Yeah. God the Father, who gets to select the bride for his son, who mm-hmm. gave his life for everybody, is going to, he's going to give a warrior princess mm-hmm. as a bride that's going to ride with him. Yeah. Right? Okay. And this is not against people. This is against powers and principalities. Whether you believe in them or not, I do. Mm-hmm. So this is a battle between good and evil, in a manner of speaking. And God wins. Satan and the whole evil part is this scary to God. He said, let there be Lucifer. And Lucifer was there. That's Satan. Okay. You say, let there not be Lucifer. It's all over. Yeah. <clears throat> No more to it than that. So the most important part that you think about is how you view God. Who is God? So David and Goliath from the Bible, and this is, this is I'm going to relate this to actually today and what I believe is the truth. So David, so there's a couple of times in history, God promised the promised land. I'll actually go back to Goliath in a minute. God promised the promised land, and there's the 12 tribes. They each had a leader, supposedly, out of their tribes to be the spies that went in to look at the land. God promised them. So the only question that you have now is, do you believe God that that's your land? That's it. Right. Because God promised, and he's got a covenant, and a covenant is different than a contract. A covenant is just like a marriage. It doesn't matter what the other person does. You still live up to your side. God always lives up to his side. So he promised them that land. Well, what happened? Ten spies, ten of the people, came back and went, oh, there's some nice stuff there, but the people are way too big. We better not go in. Okay? Yeah. Now, question. Did those people believe in God? Yes, they did. They just actually come through him parting the, burying the Egyptian army and a whole bunch of amazing things actually okay oh they're pretty i'm sure they're pretty clear god exists the next question is do they know who god is that's the question Mm -hmm. you you can't know i don't know if you're believable or not unless i know you right Mm. hear about you and you say this is going to happen i go well how do i know who the the hell are you to say that this is going to happen because i don't even know who you are and that's the problem that we have okay so Two people said they came back carrying these great big grapes and stuff, and they're like, wow, you can't believe what's there. It's just like God said. It's like fantastic. And there's a whole bunch of people who have been growing grapes and doing all this stuff, and we get all those without any work. (laughs) All we have to do is go in and believe God and possess it. And yeah, they're big people, but God told us he's God, right? So what happened? Because of the people that were scared and didn't believe God, Caleb and Joshua, too, had to live in the desert for 40 years. God supplied everything they wanted. Everybody whining, you know, I don't like this stuff that you give me, blah, 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 right? But they all died, every single one of them and their children, in the desert because they didn't believe God. Okay? Except two. Caleb and Joshua went across. Okay. Mm-hmm. They went across. And then, so I, I'll do one more and then I'm going to Goliath and then I will relate it to the thing. So when they, the, when they were finally going to go across, God parted now the Jordan River. 
they came across they walked to the other side so they had a pretty amazing experience you know in their lifetime they always told all the things that happened in egypt you know the passover and them being saved and then the red sea full in on the stuff and they've been teaching their children now everybody knows god believes in god they get across god parts it closes it they build an altar to him blah 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 and then right there's a great big warrior angel Okay. Hmm. Joshua says, I'm sure expectantly, oh, wow, you know, good to see you, kind of, you know, I guess this is how we're going to win, right? That's probably what he's thinking. I know I'm an old guy. I can't kick anybody's ass, right? <laughs> so we better have some help. Like, I didn't know how God was going to do it. I'm glad to see you're here. So you're on our side. That's what he says, kind of. Yeah. <clears throat> says, no, I'm not on your side. That's got to be kind of a bad feeling as you're standing with the water behind you now in somebody else's territory that you thought was promised to God. The angel says, I'm for God. The question is, who are you for? Oh. Okay. So there's the main question in life right here. Okay. <clears throat> so this country, Canada and the United States were both dedicated to God by the people that set it up. Mm -hmm. They said, this is God's country and you are king and we will follow you. What does that mean? We get everything. <laughs> it's a fantastic deal. Like, I mean, why would we not want that? Right? Yeah. No kidding. All the oil, all the diamonds, all the potash, all the uranium, all the stuff in Canada, everything that produces is actually directly mine and all my descendants and all the money that comes from that and all the labor that comes from that and all the businesses that are built from that are ours. That's what you're saying. Yeah. What do you want for this God? Nothing. Okay. But then you do have to believe him. Yeah. Okay. So there's the problem. So September 11th is a very, I don't know if you've ever heard of Jonathan Kahn. I don't think so. Clark. Oh, it'd be something good for other people to watch and I'll get all the spiritual stuff in a minute, but he wrote a book called the harbinger. He's a Jewish rabbi that converted to being Christian. And he wrote a book, Harbinger, because he goes back in the Bible, and the Bible isn't just a history story, it's predictive. In fact, in the Bible, if you represent Ahab and Jezebel, Ahab was in power exactly as long as Bill Clinton. Oh, wow. Jezebel, exactly like Hillary. Hmm. Obama's in there. Trump's in there. Jehu. Okay. The fact that Hillary would still be there when Obama came in instead of her is there. Wow. And it's all to the day. Mm. So many of these things. But anyway, September 11th, a harbinger is God always warns his people before he kind of wipes out. If it gets too evil, God wipes it out, takes some, quite a lot of people, sets them back up puts a good leader in place, tears down all the garbage that we've now got and tries to get us started again. And then what happens? We go. Yeah. But what he does is he tries to warn. If you go back into Isaiah, um, he actually warned Israel, like the Northern kingdom, that they were too evil. So he said, I'm going to break, I'm going to cause a hole in your walls. I'm going to, the walls are going to fall. Like the bricks are going to fall. Well, anyways, the United States was dedicated to God at the site of September 11th. Mm. 
Yep. There's actually a little cathedral or whatever you want to say there to that event that it was given to God and there's a plaque. That's the only building standing on that site after September 11th. Mm. And it's everything, if you watch the little video, The Harbinger, it goes through it. It's crazy, but people watch it. And basically what God is saying is, this, you have a choice now. You need the leadership of the country needs to recognize me and turn back to me. And if you do, I will heal your land. So he said, well, what happened? You, he said, then he chose a leader. Isaiah 45 is Donald Trump is a Cyrus. And if you follow the Cyrus, it doesn't mean Donald Trump is some idol or whatever. It just happens to be God's working through a broken man. He said to Cyrus, you, though you do not know me, in other words, you're not even Christian. You don't even know me. You don't worship me at all. You're, you know, a womanizer or whatever, right? I'm going to use you anyway. I'm going to go ahead of you and tear down the gates and walls of Babylon. That's what he says. Hmm. If you follow it, it's exactly what's happening, I believe. So anyway, so now you've got these good people that choose Donald Trump. And he goes in and some of the, through the NSA, they actually have all the data on the bad guys too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now they didn't expect that the good guys would be in control of the data on them. Mm -hmm. So Jeffrey Epstein's Island and stuff, you talked about the um, blackmail and stuff. So what they do is sadly, and it's happened in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, at the asylum there, it's, it's a way, if you, if you expose children to much, too much sexual imagery or especially like molestation or something, in order to escape, our mind actually kind of splits off and we become kind of distant. So that's a mind, can, people would call it mind control or something. So some of these people have perfected that in a way that they can actually get someone to not even know that they shift into this other person, basically with almost no um, conscience. Mm -hmm. They do that through, sadly, child rape and things like that. And there's a number of people in our world right now that are actually in leadership that were put through that. Okay. Now, what they do is just let Maxwell, not Jeffrey Epstein, is the boss in this thing. Yeah, yeah. Epstein, I don't believe is dead either. I think that's... No, no actually, I'm with you on that too. <laughs> just let Maxwell's father was what you call a Mossad agent, which is the Jewish state. Mm. But... He was also a known, I believe, human trafficker. And he worked in the intelligence community, which is basically, intelligence community, what's that? That's the people that behind the scenes, they don't look like people in the army, but they're actually in the army. Now, they're not necessarily in the army for a nation. They might be in an army for the ones that don't want the nation, right? It's so it's kind of like nations against the non-nations. So a lot of the intelligence communities that we have are not on the nation's side. They're on the non-nation. And just like Maxwell's father, if you look him up, he's very easy to find. He's friends with all, like Mother Teresa, her, you know, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, I, won't go there. But, uh, I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> you know, a lot of this stuff, what they do is they, they get people addicted to sex or drugs or money, because that's what we happen. We get lustful or whatever it is, right? And as you know, with... So if you've been, if you were raped as a child, let's say you're a boy and you were raped as a child by another man or something, 
you've got a very good chance that you'll be a repeater. Yeah. It's like, you know, they say that it's genetic, that you're alcoholic, but I don't believe it's genetic, maybe it's kind of genetic in a manner of speaking, but really what happens is there's a certain pattern that gets repeated because of abuse. You do to others what's been done to you, right? So yeah. if you do that, what you can do is actually get someone very attracted to children or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Or be really out of control sexually or whatever you want to say, right? Or have a bad drinking problem or a drug problem or something like that. And when they do that, what they do is they, they, if they've got the right people, they actually supply the stuff, film them like a Jeffrey Epstein Island or whatever, supply the situation. They don't know they're being filmed. Sometimes it can be really horrific. Right? Some of these people can be really angry inside and maybe they take it out on whoever they're having sex with or whatever it is and they film it. Yeah. Maybe they got wife and children, right? Mm -hmm. so, so that's what that was all used for. And what they do is, you know, you got parties, you got drugs, maybe they drop something in somebody's drink and they don't even know they did it, right? But they film it, right? And then once they film it, now they got a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And they say, okay, we've got all this on you. Okay, you go along with us. It's kind of mafia tactic, right? Yeah. You know? So there's a couple things. This, you're fearful of this stuff that we've got. Secondly, if you don't go along with what we are, we'll kill your family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very incentivizing. And if you follow us, we'll make you filthy rich and you can live a great life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't blame people when you get it, when you put it in that context necessarily, right? Yeah. No, it these guys is that's how they've controlled things forever so like for example the vatican bank you just look it up it's one of the main money laundering places in the world mm -hmm. there's three city states that don't operate from countries vatican city the city state of london and washington dc they're actually out of countries they don't work they don't are not controlled by the countries right united mm -hmm. Nations is another right but there's these different things where this group actually has authority over these little states not controlled by the people of the country and they actually have now planted them in a way that takes over the country right mm -hmm. yeah. if they put the right people in place and they get them filmed on jeffrey epstein's island then they've got them but now if the good guys are in control of that what they did and i believe bill gates is one example i think in 2016 he actually flipped or he's gone i'm not 100 percent sure yeah, yeah. Flip him into trump tower Okay. Mm -hmm. But they believe he's going to be because they're going to stop the cheating enough. They got a plan, right? Yeah. They put all the stuff in front of him, all of the stuff that they were using to blackmail him because they now have that stuff. All his phone calls, all his records, the videotapes of whatever he's done in his life, and said, here's the evidence we have. United States has been in a state of war since 2011. So that means anything you do to a U.S. citizen, or against the country, or even propagandize, is actually considered an act of war. And it's not, no longer tried, especially if you're a US citizen, as soon as you're a treasonous, you now give up your rights as a citizen fully. You have none of those rights, and you're tried by a military tribunal. Yeah. <clears throat> these three generals here, if you notice how much Trump is surrounded by generals, mm -hmm. generals and all these people, and they've gotten rid of all these dark generals, they're all gone. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, and I think that what they said is, well, Bill, you've got a choice today. Would you like to leave here <laughs> walking or in a body bag? <clears throat> right? Kind of. That would be my guess. Now, I don't know for sure that 
this is absolutely true. But I believe generally, if I'm telling this story as a story, I think that this is what has happened because this is a war, right? Yes. Done is they've slowly gone through, and because the good guys have always been part of the bad guy system, they're like spies in the system, mm -hmm. right? Everybody, some people can be. You think they're a good guy, but they're a bad guy. But there could be people that you think are a good guy that turned bad that's actually good, right? Like There's just so much stuff that you can't even figure it out. But what they've done is, if you look at some of the executive orders that Trump put in place, like the 2017 um, corruption, you know, that they can seize the property and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I will get to so. Basically what's happened is the good guys got control and they started cleaning house. And the first thing they started to do is they're partnered with good people in all the countries of the world. Mm -hmm. China is actually the largest fully Christian nation on earth today because they've got the strongest believers because they've had an underground church and they're, and there's a lot of them actually in there. There's the dark and the light, but I believe that's going to flip. I think that even maybe uh, Xi Ping or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he may turn out, I don't mean he's a good guy. I don't, that's not what I'm saying, mm -hmm. but I, he may be a patriot for China, right? Yeah. That's the only thing. And what's going to happen is the, the financial system, as we know it, this one where in, 2000, in 1971, Nixon deemed the Federal Reserve, thus the central banking system of the world off of gold. So in other words, what does that mean? It means it used to be $32 US was one ounce of gold. So if you look at it, you should have been able to bury one ounce of gold and $32. And then if you dug them up today, they should both buy the same thing. So, you know, about a hundred, a uh, hundred ounces of gold, or let's say 3,500 dollars in US dollars bought a really nice car when that happened. Right. Like Smoking Mustang. Yeah. <clears throat> so because we've gotten more efficient and effective, the cost of a Mustang actually should have gone down. But so let's just look at that for a minute. Gold's like 2000 US. So that's what 250 Canadian, 2500 Canadian an ounce. So 100 ounces, right? There's $250,000 Canadian. Can you buy a nice Mustang for $250,000 Canadian? Yes. Yeah, smoking. How about with, um, you know, $3,500 of US? Nope. <laughs> so the problem is, is what's happened is the money monetary value has gone down, right? Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen is that system was only meant to work for about 40 to 50 years. We always change monetary systems. And that system has been in place a number of times in history. And it doesn't last. And it's actually had to end and change over to a new system, the, the one world currency, where they'd revalue everything and start their new fiat currency. But Trump stopped that. He moved the Federal Reserve into the Treasury of the US. And I believe he might have closed the corporation of the US. So there's actually no way for them to do it anymore. And then he allowed them to cheat in the election and take power of something that doesn't exist. Right. And, and now the financial system actually collapsed as we know it last year, mm -hmm. I believe. So what's left then? Well, what's left is you've now got, like let's say Canadian dollars, we owe a trillion dollars, 
Okay, but it's like a credit card, right? It doesn't actually really exist. It's just, but we have a million trillion dollar limit and we've got it full now. But what if the credit card company goes under? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we don't owe anybody any money because it doesn't exist. Remember, because it's a fiction. So I believe that's what's just happened. So in God's terms, what that is, is called a Jubilee. It's actually 50 years exactly since 1971. Is that right? And what happens in a Jubilee? All debt is forgiven. <laughs> is returned to the people and all slaves are set free. So this entire system is gone. It's going to be gone. This is what I believe. So this has nothing to do with you and I being good or bad or praying a whole bunch or doing anything. I believe God's doing this through some other people. Mm -hmm. And the, the question always becomes is, are you for God? <laughs> or are you with somebody else? So Goliath is exactly the same thing. I didn't say it, but you know, the arm Saul was the Israel's giant and, and Goliath was the Philistines giant, which is Greek basically. Yeah. But they're all night, they come all the way back through. So we've got Philistine representation in the group that we're battling right now, their bloodline. Anyway, there you go. 40 days they sit on the side of the hill, all believe in God. And this guy's yelling at them, I'm going to eat you alive, you slimy bastards, or whatever he is, right? And everybody's like, oh, okay, go back. You know, what are we ever going to do with this guy? Does anybody have a rocket launcher yet or anything, right? But, but anyway, and David comes walking up, and his whole family's there. And he's already been told he's going to be king. He's killed lions and bears. And he comes walking up, and he goes like, what the hell is this guy doing here? And Saul goes, Oh, he's a big, scary guy. That's the problem, right? Somebody has to fight him. And then if we fight him, we win the war. That's how it works. And David calls back at him, right? He says, you uncircumcised Philistine. What does that mean? Well, see, if when you were circumcised, that meant you entered into that covenant with God. In other words, you decided to be on his side. He was always on their side. He promised them that land that Goliath was standing on. So God had already covenanted it that's their land. David recognized that. He said, you're there illegally. You're not circumcised. You didn't covenant with God. Thus, God's going to take that out from you. I don't know how exactly, but he yells back at him, I'm going to cut your head off. <laughs> and you thousand and some guys on the hill, or maybe 10,000 or 100,000, after I'm done with you, I'm going to take you out too. That's what he said. And then he did. How did he do that? Because he knew God, right? So that's exactly what's happening right now. If you look at another story, people walked around the walls of Jericho. What did they do? Did they fight hard? Were they amazing warriors? Were they? No, they played trumpets and worshiped God because he told them that they'd get the city. But they had to walk around seven times, seven days. Seven right. Days. And on the last day, the walls fell. Yeah. Then what? Everybody was gone. Every day, they had nothing to do except walk into the city and take it over. Yeah. That's kind of how he works. Okay. And that's what I believe is happening right now. Whether you believe in God or not doesn't really make any difference. He exists and he's going to do it anyway. So now at the end of the day, again, it doesn't matter if you believe in God. That's what we're going to end up with. Mm -hmm. I believe the people he's got in control, including Donald Trump, they actually want to return the land of the people. If you watch all of his messages, he's speaking exactly like, like this message is speaking through him, mm -hmm. you know. We're going to take this, the deep state, the swamp, whatever you want to call it, 
These are the people that don't want nations. They want to take away your borders. Like, look at Trudeau. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, O'Toole's no different. Like, the Green Party is exactly the same. The NDP, like, they all have the same platform with, uh, you know, they try and appeal, well, we, you know, we'll fight back on your guns. No, you won't. At some point, you're going to give those too, right? Yeah. We, we need the ability as people. We should be fully self-sufficient. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. All of us need to have be feel safe to begin with. Mm-hmm. You have to have your basic needs met. So every place in Canada, the resources should go directly to the people. That's the first thing that we just do. When this system falls over, don't point fingers and everything. But go listen, okay, we need to get leaders, not followers, because you can't, what a leader means is not, that's not a blow. Like a follower is a great thing because they follow the rules. They make sure you don't get too far off path. But a leader, like the leaders need to be able to set the vision. And the vision is very clear. The vision is make the most abundant life for every person in Canada and every family. How do you do that? Give them the money. (laughs) That's one of the first things, right? Make sure. So what's another thing? We need our intimacy needs met. What is that? Well, you need to feel love and nurtured and cared for. And all of those things. And you can list them. Like, this is all psychology and everything that you can do. So how do you do that? Well, you need to have, I mean, ultimately, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not into the debate of whether two men want to sleep together or two women. Do whatever you want. It's okay. Yeah. Right? Whatever. You want to be married? Be married. It's okay. But it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> it's fine. Just leave me alone. Right? Yeah. You know, but, but all, we have to have a vision of what is the ultimate to build like a unit, if you've got a strong family, if you've got a strong man, a strong woman and strong children, you've got a strong family. Yeah. So how do you build the ultimate family? If you don't know that, I don't mean it's better than the other, but the most functioning, so it gives every person in that family the best chance to build, live the most abundant life possible. But we got to produce everything here. We should have free electricity because it's ours. Like, why are we paying for our electricity? Why are we paying for our gas or our oil? Or I know any of that. Yeah, it should be all free to Canadians because it's ours. Mm-hmm. We should get one equal share of all the money that comes out of the ground. Yep, comes to us directly. Then we can maybe put it into a, like a corporate sense, in a manner of speaking, where it's like one equal share. And there's certain things to extract the oil. Maybe we need roads and stuff. But if we buy the roads out of that money that came out, we own the road. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, if somebody from out of the country will come wants to come use our road, pay up. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we encourage you to come here. But if you come here, even if you buy some land, you can buy it, but we'll sign a 50-year contract with you. Now, if you buy it, if you want to sell it 25 years in, then the person pays half. Right. But we could renew the contract, but we have to make sure it lines up with the abundance of the Canadian people. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. So we, but we need to have communities first, family. So the family, how do you, you got to be safe. So be safe. Nobody can kill me. I got to feel like I've got a good ch- chance to not be killed. So if you've got a gun and you're from out of the country or you've got a different thing and you want to take my stuff, I need to have, I got to have the same thing you do. I need to protect myself. Right. Now you're not allowed, I'm not allowed to shoot at you. If I shoot at you and make you scared, there's got to be consequences for me. Right. right. But what should happen, and I believe will happen, 
is that we should have what you call militia or whatever. Militia, when you say these types of words, people get scared, like, oh, these guys are lunatics. No, what I'm saying is, you know, we should have foul suppers too and community baseball. And, you know, if we are all getting, let's say that we're going to print our own money again, we're going to produce enough gold because we've got it in Canada, enough silver, enough nickel and enough copper and make them into coins and give them all to us. We're going to go, you know what? These coins are really hard to carry. <laughs> yeah. Do we have some digital on our phone that's linked to the coins. Okay. But we got to make sure nobody can print anymore. And we got to make sure it really represents the coin. But how do we do that? Well, why don't we set up a bank to store our coins in our community? Right. Now we need to protect our community, our bank, right? But everything, and we got to make sure that we all have the ability to check to make sure nothing's happening to our bank. We don't centralize anything. And then we get elders and leaders at that level of the community to ensure that there we, you know, if we want if we got free electricity, why can't we produce bananas in a greenhouse? Or we produce everything here. Yeah. <clears throat> what we should do is first get absolute abundant life. Like, I mean, in Dubai, they built indoor ski hills for the, you know, for the summer, right? Because they're all summer. But that's the level of abundance that's here, too. Like, we've got more oil than Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. You know, so... So it's not a question, but the problem is, is that it's all been, we've been tricked and it's all been taken from us by these elite families. So some of them that are involved in Canada, I believe the Power Corporation, which owns like Investors Group and et cetera, which was an oil company, originally started, watch Why Big Oil Conquered the World, um, a very good thing. Um, Marie Strong from Manitoba, who's very linked to the Rockefellers, first CEO of Petro-Canada, ran the Nigerian oil interests started the global warming hoax, yeah. the first of the UN, blah, blah, blah. They, that family, so um, there's some other people that got involved later, I think. And you can always tell who they are a lot of times. They believe in eugenics. Like, for example, Tommy Douglas wrote his master's thesis on eugenics, okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't know at what point they're involved, but also like Frank Giestra, you know, um, um, you're going to see all these things very soon when they expose all the uranium one scandal and all these different things, but he's the Canadian Clinton foundation. He's very good friends with Bill Clinton, along with Carlos Slim from who's a billionaire guy from Mexico. Right. They're not, they're not that intelligent. They get, they print their money and they give it to their friends. Right. <laughs> it's not that they're geniuses or anything like Bill Gates. Dad is, a, they're related to the Rockefeller and the queen of England. His dad was funded Starbucks, okay? He also, um, he's sat on the first board of Planned Parenthood. He's a Rockefeller friend. His mom was on the Federal Reserve. Yeah, like just bred completely. Yeah. He gave Bill Gates, IBM gave Bill Gates that idea. He's not genius. He's, yeah, he's not the creator that he likes to think he is, right? You can see right through that. You know, it, I really like a lot of what you said in that, Clark, and I, I, I hundred percent. I'm on the same page as you. Uh, when, when you, when you talked about, uh, they took the, the NSA has everything. I a hundred percent believe that too. And I think the way you uh, portrayed it of, of how they, uh, approached people, uh, I, I've done a lot of research and I think, I think you're bang on there. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, I, I like everything that you said. <laughs> so I think what's coming is the best time ever in the history of mankind very soon. And I think it's already done. 
And, and you know, the, the only next logical question that I could possibly derive from all of that is, and you can, you can yay or nay this, but what would be the timeline? And I know that's almost impossible to, to pick, right? But how, how long would we be looking until we'd see some, let's say some just major disclosures on some of the corruption? Well, again, um, if you watch closely, some of it is happening. Yeah. You know, like uh, I see some of it. Um, but so I won't take it from, I'll take it from a world perspective, not a God perspective. Mm -hmm. But um, so when you're in war, well, actually god too so basically what god always likes to do is let the enemy destroy themselves right yeah and usually if like when the when the people took the promised land they kind of seemed tough but they didn't really fight anybody usually right like they went in and killed people but the people are already kind of done yeah. or they killed each other you know god blinded them and they killed each other or they sell each other out or there's something right and you can see that already happening right like and, and like so almost fourteen thousand major ceos in north america have stepped down since 2017. yeah it's staggering staggering yeah. but you know some important ones if you really watch are jacob rothschild mm -hmm. stepped down as the head of the family <laughs> and then the next in line all of a sudden has mysteriously has a heart attack yeah okay so um john mccain yeah. yeah was you know i just try and watch this is from my research everybody research it themselves mm. but you know he appeared in many pictures of isis oh yes yeah okay and i believe that isis is made up from a deep state perspective also um al-qaeda and all these different things they're used by this dark side to cause incidents like antifa or some of the things that happen in order to they cause the problem then they give us a solution that they had pre-made right that's the whole it's not that's not a hidden thing <laughs> they, they use the same playbook over and over and over and over yeah over and over it's yeah. kind of crazy yeah um oh sorry now i lost my train of thought there uh uh we <clears throat> i basically i was asking you about the timeline how uh, and disclosure yeah <clears throat> yeah so um so I have lost my train of thought a little bit, so I, but I'll I'll just pick it up from there. So basically, oh, I know I said John McCain. So basically, you know, I listened to every speech that Trump did, but also many of the other people too. It's not just I follow Trump, and I researched Trump. I didn't like Trump to begin with, but now I do. But anyways, he said we took out the five leaders of ISIS. There was only four. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, McCain's gone, right? Yeah. And then he's got a wrinkled coffin or flag on his coffin, right? Mm -hmm is a sign of a traitor now that's just my overview but so there's lots of things that are happening if you know how to watch for it yeah pseudo's breakup of his marriage mm -hmm. right? um all the different things that there but you know if you every conspiracy theory that's ever been hatched on earth i think most of them if not all of them are true and there's more yeah how many people are ready for that? Like, I, I know a lot of people, like it's not that they don't want to wake up, or like even myself, like I've been 35 years basically being exposed to this, you know, in real life a lot of times. Like yeah. I've got experience kind of at the level, a higher level of this somewhat. Yeah. But it's still really overwhelming sometimes, you know, like when you see some of it and then some of the people that, you know, 
you're just disappointed, even though you know it could have been you. It yeah. was, you know, especially when you put it into that context of, you know, they threaten your family, so do this or whatever. When you realize it's like that, you can't really blame the people necessarily. But it's still really disappointing when almost everybody that you know seems to be kind of corrupt, right? You're like, really? Everything's like this? Or, you know, like what's going on in Saskatchewan? Like, honestly, like, I know a lot of the people that are in politics. I used to sit on the health board, right? Like, you know, and I, I respect so many of the people. Like, I, I think they're doing, trying their best to do a fantastic job, and they're really good people. And I don't think they're super corrupt or anything. I really, truly don't. Like, none. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are probably some somewhere. But I don't think generally that's what's happening. Like, I haven't experienced that in my life where when I was a teacher or any of these things that I've met people who are just horrible people. They're just kind of in that system, right? Yeah. You know, it's, they, they know there's something wrong with it, but they don't know exactly how to correct it. So they do their best to correct it within these boundaries, right? But um, uh, anyway, so time frame they needed to leave the current system all the companies the media the social media the banking system everything in place and make it look like everything's going well because otherwise all of us would commit suicide so um they're never going to expose all of it they're going to expose about 40 percent they say mm. okay and when they do it if you read the book art of war which i follow so if you look at it from that perspective, or you read, if you look at how Trump, the art of the deal, okay, or some of these different things, and I don't think Trump's like, I, I think maybe Michael Flynn and some of those generals might be more of the plan than Trump, but he's brilliant, like no yeah, question. Right. Yeah. But uh, so I believe they're 100% in control. I think Trump is the king of Saudi Arabia. I think he's in control of NATO. I believe that he actually is in control of the Vatican Bank and everything. I think that the British royal family has basically kowtowed to him. I believe that most, if not all, of the families that are behind the scenes have already been taken out or flipped or whatever, and they've already taken all their resources, yeah. which I heard from one family is about $3 million per person on Earth. Wow. <laughs> and they, they plan to, from what I understand they plan or some of them plan or something to actually try and get that to the people. So basically where we could be is in a very short period of time, it could, you know, you could actually have real abundance and wealth. In right. The world, right. And, um, but we have to be careful because um, if you were like what the bad side always tries to do is create chaos and out of that chaos, like they try and create an election. This is what they used to do. They they had both candidates. Yeah. They create an election and they that was contested, as they've done in Myanmar mm -hmm. and the United States and Ukraine. And then they put in their protesters and get everybody upset, right? Oh, look at this as a contested election, blah, 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 blah. And they start breaking things and doing all this stuff and killing people and all these things and get everybody all upset. And then they go, okay, let's install this leader. Yeah. And then they install, they take one of their leaders out because they don't really care which guy it is. They don't care the guy. Yeah. They don't care the country, they don't care the guy. So this guy thinks he's, hey, you know, I'm on the deep state side. And they go, no, nah, we're going to kill you because we need 
<laughs> we need to make it appear like it was the people taking back over, but really what happened is they put even a more corrupt guy in, right? Yeah. And um, so that was the plan. If you look at Argentina, what they did there with the banking, or in Venezuela, many countries in the world, what they did in Ukraine. You know, you follow George Soros even, just yeah. following him and you figure this out pretty easy. Um, you know, then they, um, the plan would be, then again, God, Satan's always got a different plan. So the great reset is cancellation of debt, but you give up all your property, give up your life. So if you look at in John, the book of John, God came to, Jesus came to give life abundantly, mm -hmm. set the slaves free. So it's the same thing. But what is, what is Satan? He used to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah your life to take your stuff to take your property to take all the things that were meant for you so the great reset is the other side so the great reset they need a brand new currency they need a buy-in but they needed a, they needed a cover that's what covid was supposed to be mm -hmm. okay so covid but they were supposed to also have a nuclear war and a bunch of other stuff and devastation and us going oh my gosh you know we don't have any money people are starving in the streets and they go let us give you a basic income you know what? Right. And here's some weeds to eat. You know, we're nice people. Right. Yeah. But that was supposed to happen. But the problem is, so now what these guys are doing is they, they got everything structured. They cut off all their resources. They cut off their oil revenue. They brought the oil down to zero price. Mm. Trump in one day phones Saudi Arabia and goes and Russia and goes, you know what? We should stop producing oil for a little bit. Yeah. They go, okay. Ever seen that happen before? No. You know, and then the price of oil goes to zero, actually below zero. Minus what, seven. He goes and buys all the oil on earth that's stored. Well, who did he get that from? The oil elite. Mm. He took all their oil. <laughs> and all their oil revenue. So they're done. Then he took the he put all the interest rates at zero or below. So there's no interest revenue on all their debt. Mm -hmm. In fact, they're actually losing money on some of their debt. So their banking system is collapsing. Like you can't have it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> then they cut off all the human trafficking. Like Afghanistan, that's opium, right? Like China, that's how they got the opium. You know, these guys have done the same deal all the time. So they run it through Iran and Afghanistan, Dubai and Saudi Arabia. Like, you know, the human trafficking and the pedophilia and stuff. That sect of whatever you want to call it, Muslim. I don't trying to say I'm not trying to about Muslim, but you could actually consummate a marriage when you're one. Yeah. So it's like a perfect place for some lunatic pedophile people to go and have a sex holiday, right? Yeah, for sure. And that, that's what they were running through it. But if you look at it, they're totally cut off. And then what they did is after they got it all cut off, they got all these 14,000 COs removed and most of the corrupt politicians and everybody else mostly flipped. They left some people in place, or maybe they took them out and put an actor in place. I don't even know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then what they did, I believe now, is they show how corrupt the election was so that everybody in the world goes, did that happen to us too? Right? <laughs> yeah. They're looking at their own countries and go, and then Myanmar comes and goes, the election was stolen. Their military comes in which is actually the U.S., if there's a coup, the military has to take control of the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do is prove that there was outside influence in the elections, and that happens, it's triggered. Mm -hmm. So that happened, I don't know if anybody noticed that, but the, 
Department of Justice, no, the uh, Department of Homeland Security, is that what it was? Yeah, maybe the guy that ran that, I can't remember which department, he came in and gave a report to Trump that said, yes, there was influence from Italy, from Venezuela, from all these places. That met all the criteria for the military to actually step in. Yeah. And then at that point, it doesn't matter what they have to, their role is that they must find out who won the election. Or if they can't, they have to have another election. Yeah. And then they have to install the people's proper leader. And then, so I believe the Space Force is actually, what they did is they, they had the, each ballot marked, but every time it was processed, it was shipped off to other countries, actually the CIA, which is not a government thing. Yeah. But anyway, you know, they were doing all this, but the military was actually monitoring everything that went on in the election. So they know exactly who won. They counted every ballot, but they just let them cheat. Mm -hmm. And they got it all off satellite and they've got it all tracked and through the NSA and stuff. So they know who won. They know exactly what happened and they're actually in control. And I'm not even sure if this isn't only what we're seeing now, fully a controlled thing. Like this is showing what the plan was with the least amount of damage possible. Right. And they use the COVID, like the world was set up so that if they did a, a um, from Wuhan or whatever, they did the biological weapons launch. I don't know if what happened was maybe they took out the people in Wuhan or the people that were supposed to have the biological weapon and replaced it with like favored <laughs> water or something, right? And then they sent these people out as kind of like um, spies or whatever, turned agents, and they released it all over. Like, how, how does a virus spread in every country all at once? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Like, come on. Anyway, so anyway, so obviously it was a planned event in some way. But, you know, if you released it and then you go, okay, guys, we released it. And then you've got people in the media, which is controlled by you, but you've got not everybody, but you've got lots of people that are just following the narrative. They're rule followers. You say, okay, start announcing this terrible virus, you know, start announcing, here's how you deal with it. Hospitals, this is what you do. <clears throat> you know, and you've got everybody ready. This is what you do when this happens. And they all start doing it. Now, I'm not saying they're corrupt. They've just been pre-prepared to do something if this happens. And they go, it happened, right? And then off you go. But then the problem is, is that there's not really there's probably a virus yeah. i don't know or maybe maybe there isn't I, I don't i don't know but let's say there is but now they but they some of the corrupt guys like como or whatever he takes people that have the flu he think he maybe thinks that they're infected with this biological agent but they're just people with the flu well what do they want to do they got to get they got to get panic going so they their plan was they got to get sick people into the elderly because that's who dies the most from this flu. And then they get everybody panicking and stuff. And, but, and then the media is building it up and doing all this kind of stuff, but nobody's dying actually. Right. Yeah. No one. <laughs> those guys, they put the ships in and all this stuff and they're empty. You know, yeah. now, now they're in big trouble, right? They've been sticking people into the nursing homes and stuff to get the death rate up. And and they go, well, why didn't you use the stuff in Central Park or the ship? Uh, well, you know, but they were expecting that they'd have that. But they took, but what they did is I think, you know, really, if you look, did any extra people die? Nope. Yes. 
well, I mean, some people did because they couldn't see their loved ones and stuff like that. Right. You know, that's not right. And that's very sad, mm. you know, but potentially, you know, when they stop HCQ and ivermectin and all these different things, they could have caused a lot of deaths. Right. Yeah. But I believe the good guys somehow countered that. I don't know exactly. But then we had the whole thing unfold and people are going, there's something really wrong with all this. Right. And I think what they did is a, this plan was so brilliant that they've actually already removed all the threats. Okay. And what they're doing is see the deep state always wanted us to have civil war or unrest. And if they can get us out into the streets, drinking, partying, anything, right. That's a bad situation because they're going to put people in there and people are going to get killed or hurt. So I think that wasn't the plan, but what they did is they actually used the lockdowns and stuff to actually keep people in their house. And right. if you actually notice that when I have followed the deep state and where they mostly live, for example, in Canada, like Winnipeg, <laughs> okay, it's very significant. Some places in Ontario and Quebec are very significant. And if you follow the hardest lockdowns almost all over the world, they're in the spots that were most corrupt. I also noticed that the United States military in early uh, 2020 started doing exercises all over the world with different countries. They did 30,000 troops in Italy in mm. February. They did a bunch of in Argentina. None of them wear masks or anything. No social distance and none, right? So what was really happening there? And I, at the Regina airport, I watched two this never happened to me in my entire life. Two helicopters that are personnel carriers land at the Regina airport and a whole bunch of military personnel get off. Mm. And then I don't know what happened after that because they went into a building. But, you know, and I've seen a bunch of stuff like this and you go, well, you see, when we're locked down in our house and, but if you were trying to always, God always uses good, the evil for good, right? And this kind of plan is like that too, I think. So what happened when we were all locked down? We spent more time with our family. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We started yeah. to realize what's more important in life. Mm -hmm. right? And we started to go, you know, wow, it would be nice if we could have some friends over again. You know, how important is that? You know, mm -hmm. we have to have sports and running all over the place and crazy, you know, but we started to realize and if let's say that system's gone and now we're trying to create that old style community, we kind of got a good start, really. Yeah, we got a head start through that, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. So that, that's what I think is actually happening. We're watching a movie. Mm -hmm. They're fully in control of all over the world. Most of the threats have been removed. And we're going to see. They wanted to put it back in place. Like, they let these guys run with it. Because they want to show. Like, So what do, you, what do you think? So let's say it doesn't really matter if you voted for anybody because it's corrupt. Like, yeah. Your vote doesn't count. It doesn't count in Canada, really. Like the Conservative Party election, Peter McKay was standing there with ballots. That's called ballot harvesting. Yeah. He was collecting the ballots from the people that supposedly voted for him. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you let a person that has ten? It's like saying, you know what? I'll take care of your your bank account. You know, like, uh, and I'm I'm, but I'm gonna pay myself out of it. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> kind of. You know, you don't put anybody in that position. It's illegal most places in the world. I believe it's illegal here. Or they offered to let me people drop ballots at my house. And I'm like, that's actually ballot harvesting. Like, yeah. I changed the ballot. Yeah. Oh, exactly. 
Yeah. And I asked like a couple of the candidates, like Derek Sloan, and I said, you know, so how are how are we monitoring to make sure that the votes kind of oh well Deloitte's there and they're yeah I said but <laughs> how do we know that somebody didn't add a bunch of freaking envelopes yeah no kidding yeah but, you know, I mean it's not that hard to fake ID like or you know I mean everybody did it to get to the bar all their lives right yeah. like it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't know, like, I mean honestly so it didn't make sense to me that O two O one no. Honestly. Me either, actually. A lot of us have questioned that one, yeah. you know. You know, and, and you're seeing the examples in even our general elections, right? You know, uh, Dominion being a Canadian company, and you know, I I really paid attention to the. Soros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't even make this stuff up. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, Clark, this has been absolutely incredible. Uh, I I can't uh, can't thank you enough for like all the information that you've shared and. I love the talk. I kind of forget we're actually recording all this, but anyway, <laughs> like I know, I just I enjoy talking. I'm really excited about what's coming for our Canada. You know, I just think that we just need more people just looking at the good that's going to come out of this. I mean, we we have to really we have to have some people that are willing to go and say some difficult things, like you know. And I'm not trying to say all politicians are corrupt, but you know, yeah. for an example, Stephen Harper. I'm going to go conservative mm-hmm. because I'm more conservative base, so I'm going to attack us. Okay? Right? Yeah. Not Trudeau, because that's too easy. Yeah. Okay? okay. But it doesn't really matter. So with the Power Corporation, here's the people that were intimately involved with Power Corporation: mm-hmm. Stephen Harper, yeah. Brian Mulroney, Paul Martin owns a shipping com- company with them. Right. Trump's daughters married into the Desmaris family. Right. Trudeau. Okay, so you know. That's a little too close, right? Then Stephen Harper went to Bohemian Grove. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, anybody do their research on that? This is an outside body of very powerful people that want to have influence in everybody else's country. And Stephen Harper was not at that time an elected official, but it's not a good sign. Yeah. Brad Wall, there's another one, a man that I really like, and I think he's done a great job in Saskatchewan, and I love the SAS party and all this stuff. But Brad Wall went to the Bilderberg meetings. Yeah. The Bilderberg, and Jason Kenney goes to the Bilderberg meetings. Yeah. This yeah. Secret meeting with people that I know a number, some number of them, I'm 100% certain are very corrupt people. Mm-hmm. You know, and they want our oil and resources and stuff. So I would like to sit across from each of these people and say, please explain to me why we should not be concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, again, this is not rocket science. We just need people that were, you know, that don't care what other people think, kind of. But I'd like to sit across from Justin and say, you know, I'm not going to judge you, Justin. Like, I mean, I've been a disaster sometimes in my life, you know, and I don't know what your childhood was like. I have a pretty good idea. It wasn't very good. Yeah, I, I agree too. Yeah, I, it was kind of, you know, built for this role, you yeah. know. But, you know, so you can't, as it says in the Bible, you know, Jesus said, you know, Father, forgive them because I do not know what they're doing. Well, he, he probably doesn't really know what he's doing. But I'd like to ask him the question. There's some things that he does need to know what he's doing. So Jean Chrétien, when you gave $125 million to the Trudeau Foundation to get him started, and he has to collect the interest off it of the Canadian taxpayers' money, that's not right. Yeah, no. Okay. How, you know, your interest with China, the Trudeau Foundation, but all these foundations and this money laundering, 
you know, all these people flying into the Desmarais Ranch and 15 or 20,000 acre ranch in Quebec, you know, like the Clintons and the Bushes and all these same people, you know, they got their own airport, their own golf course. Nobody even goes out anywhere. You know, like this is not, you know, if nothing else, the perception of it for the rest of us is not good. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. You know, and the Irvings, they're giving, selling arms to Saudi Arabia and buying oil in Saudi Arabia. And then we're getting our stuff cut off or, you know, Bill Gates owning most of CN Rail and Warren Buffett, most of the ways to move oil. And then they cut off our pipeline, even though there's millions of pipelines. You know, if nothing else, the perception of this is pathetic. Yeah. You know? But we need to see it's not treasonous or traitorous. Right. And if it is, we seize all your assets. Yeah. All. Mm -hmm. That means you're not from the country. In other words, you're not for our interest. And we need to rid ourselves of that. Mm -hmm. well, you can give people the opportunity. Why don't you step down, hand in us the keys to all the stuff, the companies and stuff that you stole from us. Yeah. And then we're going to start over. You know? I like it. I, I really like the way. You, and honestly, I, I, I'm 100% uh, in agreement. I think that's exactly what has to happen. And, and I like I really like your approach. It's so easy for people to go to, go to the extreme, right? Uh, you know, they'll say, you know, public executions, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I you know, I, on my show, I, I, I've actually said, you know, I don't wish this life upon my worst enemies, the, uh, what these people were born into. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and we, and we uh, you use just Justin Trudeau, for example, uh, you, you and I both are probably quite aware that he was placed in the care of a known pedophile at age seven. And so, I, I, I don't, and I, and I liked how you, how you pegged it, that he probably doesn't know exactly. Thing. If you study people that have been abused mm -hmm. when they're later in their life, when they have sex or whatever, when they, they talk about, they're not actually present. Nope. <clears throat> yeah. So it's a, it's an escape mechanism, but they use it against people. So, you know, it's easy to throw stones, but I've been a disaster many times in my life right yeah. thankfully god's kind of straightened me out so yeah. but you know we got to be really careful because like you gotta yeah sure so and so's corrupt and this and that and public executions i'm not trying to say i'm against it like i'm not against a death penalty actually no nope. at a certain point like it even said in the bible i mean you gotta kind of cleanse that bloodline <laughs> cleanse that you gotta get rid of the one the the things that are causing everyone else to stumble right yeah. mm -hmm. but at the same time if somebody looks you you know i'm going to go to something that's awful but let's say they haven't they got they're on films with having sex with a baby yeah exactly all the baby right you know i think lynn wood uses this example actually yeah. mm -hmm. but you know it's a very good example well you know if you if they got your family sitting out in the car and they say okay don't do it and we will torture you to death and you see your family out in the car there, we're going to skin them alive. Mm -hmm. We're going to have our way with your daughter and your son and all this stuff. Or have sex with the baby, we'll film it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then now here's a gun, kill the baby. Mm -hmm. We filmed it. And then you go, and then they, they, you know, there's a certain point where in their life, they use that against them and they do something that looks horrific. Everybody's like, how could you possibly do that? Well, would you do any different? And actually, should you do any different if your role is actually to protect your family above everybody else? Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. 
and people and that's it's a very good point because people have the only way you're going to understand a lot of this is to put yourself in their shoes you know so and and i think you know to kind of circle back to q q actually warned us about that you know you know you know how how uh what is forgivable and and understanding how people were compromised right Well, Q, Q is so bang on. Like I study it in depth, right? And I've read a couple of people that have analyzed it. Their books like Pray Medic, Dave Hayes. He's done two really amazing books. Yeah, yeah. My in-depth, in-depth research and how he analyzed Q and then applied what Q had said. Q is only, it. Q just asks questions. I believe it comes off the defense server of the military, actually. Mm-hmm. And I believe what they're doing is just trying to help us really understand what's going on in the world by asking us questions. And those people that are kind of natural researchers, like these geeky guys that are kind of in the closet with, you know, trying to figure out how the world works, they, it just appeals to us, right? And yeah. then some people are very good at interpreting it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't predict anything necessarily, but the crazy part is, it is so bang on, it's insane. Like, it's like... Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's next level. Like, I think it's going to take... Uh, years, probably decades, to figure out how how actually in depth and accurate it truly was. Yeah, and then I mean the the other part of it is is when they're communicating like that when they're in war, they're communicating certain things for the people they're trying to help know what's going on, but they're also trying to communicate things to deceive the enemy. So you've got this mix of all this stuff in there, which makes it so interesting. <laughs> but you know, for for anybody to say it's like some guy in his basement. No, come on now. <laughs> I, I, I get a kick out of the mainstream media because it's not crazy. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, the typical response or the the regurgitated rhetoric that comes out of the mainstream media is just such a dead tell that they haven't even so they haven't seen any of it. You know, I don't like the. You know the. It, it's honestly so sad that, like, I mean, in our in our country, we're supposed to have a free and independent media. So what the media is supposed to be for is give us information in a way that we can be, you know, um, research it ourselves through what these investigative journalists are uncovering, kind of. Yeah. are supposed to uncover things, yeah. and then we decide what that is, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not that at all. Like, we're, it's just a total indoctrination. It's, it's right out of the Nazi propaganda stuff. Like, I mean, but... I shouldn't compare it to the Nazis because then everybody thinks it's really crazy. Oh, I mean, now you're calling them Nazis. No, it's, it worked, right? Like I actually read the book Mein Kampf, not because I like Hitler. I think he's, I mean, I think he was a Rothschild, but anyway. So do I, so do I. His mom was in the Rothschild house, but anyway, not that matters. But I mean, he was a chosen for that role yeah. by the group that wanted certain things. That's not that hard to figure out. But that book, I don't even know if he wrote it, but really what it goes into is what we call socialism, mm-hmm. you know? And socialism really is a political movement is to try and appeal to the middle of the bell curve and get the most people in the military on your side, which is usually young, stupid males that think they know everything, Yeah. right? Yeah. Right? That, that's who we are. Like, I mean, you don't appeal to women. They think us out. They go like, no, nah, I don't think so, right? But then, oh, no, I know exactly what I'm talking about, you know? And they get you in a movement. And if there's enough of you of that age group, then you force everybody else to follow you along because everybody's terrified of you, right? Yeah. 
and that's basically what it is. It's a the middle of the bell curve. It's just appealing. So a democracy also is not a good form of government because it's actually it's not what we want. We want um, representation, you know, by the people. The people at the top of the pyramid is what we need to do. Yeah. So control, and we don't need a politician. Like what you know, just even the fact of um, you mentioned it earlier, like the people are trained in debate or I used, I'm a very good salesperson. I've trained many salespeople. I had hundred percent closing ratio for a while. So I can, I can trick people if I want to. Mm-hmm. And then dealing with objections. What is that? That's using lies to convince some people that they need something they don't right. like. So, you know, and we've got this system built on like a politician. We go, well, let's teach them to speak so that they don't answer questions. You know, we shouldn't have anyone trained in that and trained in deception yeah. No. yeah, and we see, we see it every day in the House of Commons, right? Yeah. yeah. How, how, do you, how do you ask questions in order to, like the other form of selling that's much better is where you go out and you, it starts with consultative selling where you learn about the person's business or learn about the person's situation or whatever it is, find out what the problems are. Usually you know because you've researched them that much but then you help them explore what is their vision and how does what you have, does it fit in or is there something else kind of, right? Yeah. And then there's no buyer's remorse, but that should be in the political process. You know, the political politicians shouldn't be making promises. We should be lining them up. Do they line up with the values and vision, first off values of Canada? Exactly. Are you the type of person that cares about other people, their abundance, their safety? Do you want to see? So, do you align with that? No. <laughs> I don't care how talented you are at lying. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, uh, you know what, Clark, this has been really good. I, I'm thinking we probably should wind down the actual um, show part of it. Um, <clears throat> <'cause> <laughs> but I, I can't thank you enough. I'm actually thinking that, uh, you know, if you'd, if you'd be interested in doing this again, I, I would like to bring you on I, I down the road and, and kind of maybe make it kind of a, an annual thing because uh, there's going to be, uh, for my audience, there's going to be a lot to unpack. So I, I'm going to recommend to my, my audience to, to listen to it a couple of times because you, you covered such a various assortment of topics so well that I think a lot of it's going to, you know, even myself, I'll probably have to listen to it again and be like, ah, good, good point. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, no, I really like talking. So anytime, sounds great. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to uh, end the recording and I'll just uh, talk to you right, right after here. And that brings us to the end of the interview. I hope you enjoyed both these episodes, my friends. As always, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at uh, Facebook. It's Canadian Patriot Radio. The message button comes directly to me, so feel free to use it. If you prefer email, it's CanadianPatriotRadio at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Telegram at t.me backslash Canadian Patriot Radio. And that, of course, is the one I recommend to all the listeners because it's an open forum uh, for chat. And uh, I, Clark Clark himself is in the uh, Canadian Patriot Radio um, Telegram page. So if you have any questions for Clark, you could, you could actually pose them to him in that page. So, so that's the end of this great, great interview. Thanks again to Clark for... Uh, spending the time with us and talking about uh, all the everything that we had uh, you know uh, talked about I'm looking forward to the next time I get to sit down and have another chat and uh, bring out another interview for everybody so until next time my friends 
with all thy sons command. joining us for another episode of Canadian Patriot Radio. CPR is not filmed before a live studio audience. If you like the show, friends, make sure you give us a thumbs up and share us on all your social media platforms. Until next time, take care.